0: So, welcome to the podcast we're recording now. So, yeah,
1: are we recording now? Yeah,
0: we're recording now. This so, is a really so professional we Are you sure we're recording? Oh now? wow, yeah, well, we better actually like to start
1: the podcast. Um, <laughs> just as, as we start the podcast, my dog is drinking water out of my glass that I had for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we tell everyone who we, we are? Yeah, go
0: for it. Who wants to start? <laughs>
1: Oh, okay, I'll start. Gem? Uh, uh Yeah, I'm Jem. Uh, I am the big sister of this uh, sibling-based gaming podcast that we've decided to uh, just, you know, go ahead and do.
2: I'm Bill and I'm the middle one and I like playing games. Which
1: <laughs> is mean, useful for a gaming podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very much a
0: Nintendo fan, aren't you? Yes, that's uh, why I'm
2: wearing a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing an Amazing Zelda t-shirt, uh, which we'll be covering uh, later. But yeah, I'm Erem, I'm the youngest one. The baby. Um, I'm the baby, yeah, and... Uh, I kind of have a bit of a different taste to games than you guys, really, I think. Yeah. I,
1: I, so, so, the reason we kind of started this podcast is that we're all a little bit obsessed with games uh, across all genres of gaming, really. Yeah. From, from live gaming to like running around the city playing treasure hunts to board games to video yeah. games to just making up games.
0: Which is <laughs> 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 something Bill End does. He actually develops his own little games, and hopefully, we can talk about that in the future. If you've got
2: any coming. Yeah, I've got some coming up, but nothing early, nothing in a good enough state to be doing now.
1: So, so the idea of this podcast is that uh, uh, we're going to try and roll these out weekly um, and we're going to talk about, as we say, the whole spectrum of gaming. Um, so if you have games that, you, that you've heard of that, that perhaps haven't come out yet or if you're developing a game, uh, by all means, get in touch with us. Um, and also, if you have tips or anything you think we should cover, that would be uh, really nice to hear from you. But for today, what are we covering, Erin?
0: So today we're going to be looking, first of all, at Zelda. The new game, Breath of, Breath of the Wild? He doesn't even correct? know what it's called. <laughs> well, this is the thing, I've not got a Nintendo yeah, Switch. Okay. So I'm a PlayStation person. I um, only Ooh. recently joined the PlayStation party, in all fairness. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this new Zelda game is apparently quite a hit. So. So, so you're
1: basically in the team of all the people that are grumbling about how enthusiastic everyone with the Switch is about the Switch. Oh,
0: I'm not grumbling at all. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. I kind of stopped playing games, really, for a while. And then, um, kind of just as a Christmas present, I asked for a PlayStation. And then I really started to get into a lot of like the open world games, like Far Cry and stuff. But no, this uh, Zelda game is very much appealing because it's, it's like an, an open action world, adventure. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's an open action adventure, basically. Um, so, should we, should we get into it then? So, Bill and I have uh, Nintendo Switches. We got them a week apart. You're, you were a week ahead of me.
2: <laughs> yeah one one week apart but i've actually played zelda for about 60 hours more <laughs>
1: yeah uh, i i think i just do more other things <laughs> slash get told off by my boyfriend uh, when i'm playing it late at night he's like go to bed just go to bed like but it's so good <laughs> has it become
0: a bit of an addiction for you that like, you know you're just like oh, get an hour before bed and that hour becomes about two three maybe
1: yeah it's a really really hard game to put down um Partly because of the design of the Switch, uh, meaning you don't have to put it down. You can, you can just take it to the loo with you. I have really long toilet breaks now. Do you?
2: <laughs> no, but I do tend to play it in bed until the battery runs out, which takes three hours.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it's basically like an insomnia extreme. Yes. In a yeah. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I've
1: actually banned it from the bedroom. It's not allowed in the bedroom. Because I will (laughs) not leave the house ever if if I can play it in bed. So I don't. So I, I have to, like, go downstairs or go in the spare room or play it when I'm on the train or something. I cannot play it in the bedroom.
2: Or in the toilet.
1: Or, I can play it in the toilet, yeah. Why not?
0: <laughs> I think that just speaks volume. I'm not even
1: going to the toilet, but I pretend I am. <laughs> I can easily get 20 minutes in, you know. It's but enough to do a shrine. Quick shrine.
0: I, I think that just really credits the game and how good it is, to be honest, that um, you guys are finding it so hard to put down. So what is it about it that really you know, is, is so engaging for you
2: guys? It's that... Just I just want to go over that hill and see what 's over there yeah. <laughs> and and then it's and then you just see this massive valley and it 's like oh there's something over there i'll I'll put the marker on my map i 'll go to that later, but I want to go to this thing first, and yeah. then when you get to that it 's like oh, but there 's all these other things, and you end up with using up all of the stamps that gives you a hundred stamps to make markers on your map, and you can use that in a very small localized area, just trying to remember to go back places and then you end up spending several hours exploring things and then all of a sudden a dragon appears and he's like ah oh, i want to play for another <laughs> hour <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, that kind of hits the nail on the head. But to summarise the game, um, for you, Aaron, uh, as someone who hasn't played it and pretty much has no real sense of what it is, <laughs> it, it, you know, it is, as you say, a kind of a action-adventure open world, but it's um, it's it's sort of tapping into the old world, Zelda, where you'll, you'll come across towns that you recognise from other games, yeah. uh, uh, characters that Link's forgotten about, because the, the whole premise of it is he's woken up after a hundred year... Um, slumber that's been induced in order to preserve his health, basically, um, after a massive battle in Hyrule where he, he fell.
0: He so fell. It, is is uh, it bringing back old characters from um, various different games then? And is, Well, is a lot that... of the
2: older characters have obviously passed away because over 100 years that tends to happen. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so there, that's there are really it's a reincarnation the <laughs> or, or... There's a lot of references to older characters yeah. because the world itself is a very... New Hyrule is set much later than any of the older games, mm. uh, but so there's a hundred year ga- gap. So you've got characters from a hundred years ago who you know from this game's life cycle, but they're no longer around. Yeah. and then there's also uh, landmarks which are named after past characters in the game. Yeah, okay. so yeah, there's a lot of references like that. Mm.
0: How how do you compare it to other uh, Zelda games then? So what, what is really, really different? I it, guess the open world a, is a big
1: thing. It's what they've done, and this is how I'd summarise it, is they've created a grown-up game out of... I mean, Zelda was by no means an easy children's game. It wasn't yeah. a children's game as such, but they've given it a more of a grown-up feel by adopting a lot of um, just kind of game, open-world game mechanics and... Um, in terms of, like, finding gathering resources, you have to cook your own meals. That is my dog drinking out of my <laughs> glass of water again. I'm hoping the Hi mics Benny. are far enough
0: away that we don't hear... Rah, 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 rah. Well, if
1: you do, that's what it is. I'm not suddenly <coughs> going to the toilet with my Switch. <laughs> it sounds a bit like running water. Um, but, yeah, I think that they've. it's, it's Nintendo's kind of punching up at, at these kind of... Uh, you know big grown-up games and saying mm. we can still make a really beautiful advanced um complex and like visually stunning game that that taps into to sort of the fun and the and the, the joy of old Zelda games I'd say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say if you took the original Zelda game which was go anywhere you like right from the off and you mixed it with Ocarina of Time's 3D world then you come up with something very similar to what you have here. But obviously it's much more modern, yeah. much higher tech. Mm. And then you've got the whole foraging and uh, the weapons break. So you, you've got to rely on actually actually being able to look after yourself a lot more than in the older games.
0: Yeah. How, how does the weapon break? Because I think... A lot of the time you had kind of um, your main weapon, which was your sword in the Zelda Mm. game, and that seemed to... I mean, there was only, I think, in Ocarina of Time where you had, I think, the big Goron sword, and that would break, I think. Uh, so, no the giant's
2: knife breaks. That's it. The big iron yeah. sword doesn't break. But how,
0: how does the mechanic work now? So do you not have a primary re- weapon? Do you just pick stuff up from there are no re- unbreakable kill? weapons. Yeah, they, really? break.
1: they will all break. And it's it's frustrating when you first start playing because you get used to I mean, like I've I've been playing things like Far Cry and stuff recently. Yeah. And you you know, you pick up a weapon in that, they don't break. You just have them. They, you can evolve them, you can, yeah. you can you know, resource them up and everything. But in this, it's quite frustrating, actually, that they all break. Um, and it's really strange that, that that's the sort of realism that they've added. Um, but yet you can carry, you know, as long as you pay a caroxy to carry an extra weapon, you can carry, you know, almost an infinite number. But they just constantly break. So you do find... That you choose the weapons that go with your gameplay style I really like yeah. playing with a shield so I avoid a lot of these high powered two handed weapons because I find them really slow um, and I find that I'm often in a situation where I need to use my shield and I can't use them if I've got a two handed weapon so I just go around and pick up loads of knights broadswords um, and like I find them my go to weapon and then when I'm playing a really big guardian uh, or one of the really hard things then I'll go maybe reach for my thunder blade and stuff yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, time's almost up. We've got about 30 seconds. So is there anything else you want to speak about in regards to Zelda?
2: No. Let's hurry up so I let's can go quickly. back to playing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one question before we do yeah. go on to something else. I've heard a lot of people say that it is one of the best games, if not the best game ever created. Ooh. Is the how how do you feel about that? Is is that accurate? Is I dis- it just great? I
1: disagree. I think it's it's absolutely beautiful and it's almost there. Like it's it's I find, um, something that me and Bill Evans discussed, I find some of the control um, mechanics a bit, like, tedious. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to cycle through weapons much more easily. Um, I think when you get used to playing other action adventure games um, and open world games, you have a much more sophisticated way of not just swapping weapons but also discarding them. Um, The fact that you have to go back into the menu to discard a weapon is really annoying. Yeah, and Uh, just
2: throw it away that works you can you can, throw, <laughs> yeah, it the you can the just
1: throw it yeah yeah but in the middle of a in the middle of a, a, a you know uh, and sort of siege or something you kind of want to just be able to yeah i guess i could throw them i don't know there's a few things that annoy me about the game i think the horse mechanics are terrible um having played other games where you can you know seamlessly ride a creature uh, mm. Far Cry Primal was really great on the on the saber tooth tigers. Um, Red Dead Redemption, the horse mechanics worked really well. I on still, that. I really
0: really want to play that. <laughs> I can't wait for number two to come out. But overall, uh, generally, out of 10?
2: 9
0: nine. I'd give it a ten. Okay. I look forward <laughs> to hopefully playing it one day. So the next thing we're going to be talking about is Escape from Coldits which again is another game that I haven't actually had the opportunity to play yet. But I brought I brought from my brother. Um, as a birthday present, I believe I think it was birthday or Christmas.
2: They're quite close together. It to the was get, birthday. Yeah. Um, so, give us an overview on Escape from Colditz. So, Escape from Colditz is we've got the 75th anniversary edition, which isn't the 75th anniversary of the war. It's the 75th anniversary of the escape of Pat Reed, who was the creator of the game. He was a prisoner of war in the British Army who actually escaped from the Colditz Castle prison. Uh, where the game is set. Uh, the game itself is 44 years old, uh, came out in 1973. Um, and yeah, it, it's quite stressful. It's so it uh I don't think you've mentioned that this game. is a board game. It is a board oh game, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> this
0: is um, a board game because we've recently, well, I don't know how long you guys have really started getting back, well, back into board games like this. I've never um, stopped. Have you not? No. no. Because it seems more recent <laughs> that our family has, has started to get into things like this or escape uh, escape
2: settlers of Catan and... Um What's it's just because you're upstairs playing your PlayStation or doing your music. So well, no, you don't no, no, Because <laughs> Before Christmas and stuff, we play things like Bol- Boulder Dash,
0: and, but it seems now we're getting more into these quite advanced board games. But even when I was walking in and out of the house and watching you guys, like your faces were just priceless. So, so yeah, just,
1: uh, just <laughs> to, to, to get you up to speed, uh, Billen and I played Escape from Called it with our mother. Uh, she was the Nazi uh, leader. She was the Nazi. Um, I think she got quite into it by the end, didn't she? And Erin was, um, you were recording because traipsing yeah. in and out of the house <laughs> while we were getting more and more irate. Um yeah, so it's a fun game. Why did you buy it, Erin? Why did you buy it for Billem? Um I can't
0: I, I think I was looking through um I was looking for games and stuff um that were just well reviewed and I, I was looking actually for a PlayStation game but for some reason that came up in the YouTube search as one of those kind of um, because you like this yeah yeah exactly yeah. so I just went on to it and had a look and the review was really quite um, you know re- a really glowing review of the board game and I thought this looks quite interesting it's quite a classic game and the, the more I researched it the more I realised it was um, kind of like yeah a big popular game and a classic game amongst the board game fans so yeah. I thought why not give it a go
1: yeah and it's I mean it's really heavy on the strategy was one thing that I think makes it hard to do the first play it, it took us a long time to just kind of get going.
2: Yeah, because yeah, it gives you 50 goes is the uh, standard recommended first game.
1: And that's 50 turns around the board. So if th- there yeah. was three of us playing, so we had to all have 50 turns each.
2: Yeah, but uh, my sister and I, were we were going through quite quickly trying to escape right at the beginning. I think it's definitely, <laughs> you've got to come up with a plan for the long game. Mm. Otherwise, you're not going to make it out. Uh, yeah and Jem got really, really annoyed when one of her soldiers or not so well yeah, they were prisoners of war. Got eliminated from the game in like turn 10.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my mum, the Nazi, uh, for the purposes (laughs) of the game, uh, got uh, a shoot to kill card, which is a really frustrating card when you think you're almost at the the gates escaping and then suddenly you can roll the dice and uh, double your score and if you're within range of that nice high score that she got, which I was, uh, she shoots, kills me and then my little pal is out of the game. And that was really frustrating, I yeah. uh, did throw a bit of a wobbly. I'm not going to lie oh, really <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but was it was it a good kind of frustrating was it Was it that like you were quite engaged in it, or was it how, how did you actually? feel about the board game itself Uh,
1: initially I was finding it very hard to enjoy yeah it was really really um it's all a struggle I mean the whole game is an an escape attempt so it it is about struggling I think it might be more enjoyable to play it as a Nazi but by the end of it I did enjoy it
0: yeah and is it something that you'd want to play again and you think as time goes on it'll get better
1: yeah I think once like I think once you and I, Bill got our heads around the strategy a little bit, um and the long game element, I think that that yes, I do want to play it again. And also at the end of the game I remember turning around and saying to you, we should have collaborated a bit more. Um <laughs> which we can do, which you're allowed to do if yeah. you're if you're the escape officers. So if you are, you know, the ones trying to get out, you can do some exchanging, you can um, collaborate on strategy a
0: little bit. Um, okay, so um yeah, just explain, um, so how many players is, is necessary to play the game? Can it just be for free? Can it be four?
2: Or I think how does it work? I think it's two to six. Let's have a two look at to the six. box. six, yeah.
0: And is it just one Nazi versus... There, there's
2: one Nazi. I guess in theory you could play multiple people being it's the six. Nazi security officer. Oh, yeah. There's no reason why that role can't be split. Yeah. Um, but they only have one turn, so yeah. it, it would just be a hive mind rather than actually having an extra player in the game. Yeah. So would it make it easier if there were more players against uh, the Nazis? It's hard to say. We've only played with three-player variants. Um, yeah. The numbers of uh, prisoners of war and of security officers uh, it changes depending on how many ah. players there are on each side. Okay. So it's quite adaptable yeah. in the yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, lovely. So just quickly, let's give it um, a score out of 10 before we move
0: on to our next... A nazi based game <laughs> it's definitely a theme here zelda and the nazis isn't it but yeah out of 10
1: uh i'd i'd probably go for a eight i think but i i, I think it could go up
0: i think it could go
1: up uh,
2: I'm, I'm in agreement definitely an eight okay good stuff so the
0: next um thing we're going to talk about is secret hitler which i believe only villain has played is that correct yeah, so I I, um, I read
1: about Secret Hitler in in the uh, board game roundup of 2016, uh, and thought this sounds brilliant. Uh, so the hello Benson (laughs) (laughs) my my dog just interrupting again hi Benny Um, so Secret Hitler is a social deduction for five to ten people so it's quite hard to get enough people around to play it Um, but it sounded really good it's about finding and stopping the secret Hitler among you and you get to play as liberals versus fascists so I thought Bill will love this Um, (laughs) social deduction game excellent so I did um, uh, a print and play Mm -hmm. so for anyone who's interested in playing uh, Secret Hitler uh, you can and just spend, a you spend a while printing it off uh, and cutting the cards out. But it's worth it, uh, I believe, because you've quite enjoyed it, haven't you, Bilbo?
2: Yes, I have. Just one thing, Jem managed to um, cut it out on coloured card, which is great. Except some match. of the roles, <laughs> uh, you don't actually want to be identified by the card colour. Oh, no. <laughs> so we, we had to redo a few of them on some white cards whilst we were out on our skiing holiday when we played the game.
1: Oh, well, I thought it would be nice to colour coordinate it. I thought it would look
0: nicer. No, I'm sorry.
2: Is it not like a bit of a murder mystery, kind of? No, it's a bit like uh, the games Mafia or Werewolf, where you have a group of people who are antagonists and everyone else wants to work against them. But the antagonists all know who they are, so in this case the fascists, and one of them is, is the leader. In order for the fascists to win, they need to elect Hitler after having enacted some fascist policies and the policies are enacted at the end of each round uh by a vote so yeah. everyone gets to vote whether they oh hannah that's not quite right you get to vote whether who whether you have a chancellor and i can't remember what the other role is president maybe uh, and they between them choose which roles uh, which uh, policies get in whether it's a fascist or a liberal policy. So the
1: policies are already on, on policy cards, aren't they?
2: Yeah, and those, those are, you, no one gets to see them apart from the president and the, um,
1: I can't chancellor. the cha- it is chancellor. Chancellor is the one you don't want Hitler to be. Yes. So I think the aim, the aim of the game, if you're, if you're a liberal, is to stop Hitler from landing in the role of chancellor because then it's game over.
2: Yeah, and you kind of try and deduce who is the chancellor based on which policies are played. But because it's a two-person thing, one person picks up three cards, discards one without revealing what it is, and then gets it someone else to pick from those two,
0: yeah.
2: you can only deduce so much. I mean, they could have picked up three fascist policies, in which case there, there was no chance, even if both people were liberal, to ah. enact a liberal policy. But right. people seeing a fascist policy coming in might make them think that both parties are fascist. Oh, that sounds
1: quite interesting Right, so it's partly luck of the draw as well as strategy
2: yeah so the first time we played it we didn't quite get it but then the second time everyone got it straight away yeah. it, it, it is a very easy game to get into and the games themselves were pretty quick fire uh, they didn't last for more than half an hour
1: wow okay, okay. I mean, I I think the hard thing with the game, the reason the three of us haven't played it, is you need to get five people in a room minimum um, who who are all kind of up for starting a new game. And that's often the hardest (laughs) thing, isn't it? Because people are like, oh, let's just play Catan again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you've you've played it how many times? Three, four times?
2: Uh, eight, nine times Oh wow, load. Wow.
1: Okay, we need to We need to all get in a room And play it
0: Yes, we definitely do We'll probably arrange it After this <laughs> or something Because we need to Yeah uh, Play some games together At some point Yeah There's so many good games i really wanted to play Definitely I want to
1: play Catan some more Because oh, no, I know We just keep, keep going back to so Catan much. Oh, just keep going back <laughs>
2: We well, have got the advanced version Of Catan which I'm sure we'll cover in another episode. Yeah, we'll cover it in yeah. another
1: episode. Because <laughs> we've got various versions now.
2: Yeah, the first time I managed to play Secret Hitler, though, um, I was a fascist and I wasn't Hitler. I misread my card. I thought I was Hitler. <laughs> so I, I managed to perfectly enact a policy where everyone thought that I was a liberal and the other fascist was Hitler which he was so when I got him eliminated I thought excellent I'm in a great position but it was game over
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah I should have been paying more attention
1: so, so your advice to games is actually read your card it they're was the, not very big it cards it was the first
2: time we played <laughs> I hadn't seen the cards before that's my excuse Yeah. plus we'd been drinking it was a skiing holiday <laughs> How many times did you play it through? Then was it
0: something that you guys About just kept eight picking times. up again, again? Yeah,
2: it was. It's very easy to play a game and then play another and play another and play another. So yeah. it, we played it in a ski chalet late at night after dinner, over a few drinks. And yeah, when we played, we played a few nights, and each night they pl- we played like three, four. So times. there's definitely
1: longevity in the game. You you would you would enjoy playing it multiple times.
2: Yes, and certainly from previous years of going to Mafia as the go-to game at the end of a night for a group to play. This one, it's um, I think people enjoyed it a bit more once they got into it. Yeah.
1: Okay, well... Um, excellent Um, yeah so for anyone uh, uh, interested in this game so at the moment if you're in uh, the UK or Europe it is print and play only uh, but that is free to do uh, and I believe you can donate uh, to the game designers if you want to donate to their course Um, but also if you're in the US you can now buy it on US Amazon um, and the release uh, in Europe is imminent I think hopefully uh, and they do offer a service where if you give them your uh, phone number I haven't on this but you can and they will text you with updates uh, as to when it will be released in the UK and Europe
0: Um, just quickly as you're the only person who's played it and we're going to be consistent with this out of 10 what score oh I think eight and a half Eight and a half. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so the next section we're going to be doing is basically talking about um, the current games that we're playing and rounding up, as this will be our last section. So who wants to go first with what they're uh, currently playing?
1: Aaron, I think it should be you. Me.
0: So um, I'm a massive fan of open world games and have recently got my hands on uh, the remastered version of Skyrim. And I'm... this is the third time I've played it through and I think each time the third time the third time I've played Skyrim through wow yeah
1: is it any different the remastered version I mean apart from being you know looking (laughs) looking nicer
0: (laughs) to be if I'm really honest with you I can't actually really tell that much difference however there's a few more mods and um, yeah like a bit more equipment and stuff but it's not really. I don't I don't even think it, it's necessary to enjoy the game again because there's so many things you can do differently, so many different ways you can play, so many yeah. different races that the game can just evolve kind of with you really. So, it's it's even I think it's more enjoyable now than the first time I played it, which really? is Really. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I'm actually looking forward to it coming out on the on the Switch and I think I'm going to wait for it to come out on that. Yeah, it's do, gonna, do we have is there a date for that? There is already, isn't there?
2: I don't know that it's actually been confirmed for the switch i think not? it was it's just not, done it's as it has been confirmed
0: i'm pretty sure i'm
1: gonna look it's going it to right be now. we're gonna settle this
0: i'm pretty sure it's the first bethesda game to be um put it over to nintendo from watching uh, various other uh, game blogs and stuff not blogs vlogs even um but yeah no it's definitely a really good game and have you guys ever had an opportunity to play it
1: not yet it's definitely on my list um yeah, apparently it's already in pre-order for the Switch. The Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Nintendo Switch, shop now. Um, so I'm not sure what the release date is.
0: But I highly it recommend say. it. I highly recommend it, especially if you just love um, the kind of open, open world thing of just going off and exploring and finding dungeons everywhere. And if you're into your Nordic like mythology as well, because it's very so, so it, it is it very is
1: it very linked to mythology, or have they kind of taken license with it and used that just as a, as a kind of context well
0: it's, it's its own own world and it's got its own um law, but there is definitely an influence of um Nordic yeah, mythology there It's not necessarily based on it but it that it definitely takes an influence from it um but yeah no absolutely fantastic game uh probably one of my favorites between. That and maybe The Witcher 3. So, wow. yeah, enjoying it again. Okay,
1: so uh, what would you give that out of uh, 10 for your third play?
0: It's, well, the first time I played it, I would say 8. The second time, 9. The third time, it's, it's very close to a 10. I won't quite give it a 10. And why is that? Because as good a game as it is, there's so many bugs that are just ridiculous. Oh. Like, uh, you'll see trolls like flying into... The clouds
1: when See, you hit them and stuff. bugs really start spoiling games for me. Like um, you know when you get you know a bear stuck in a rock and it's just <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm just thinking because uh, the last big game I played um before Zelda was uh, Far Cry Primal and yeah. you just and it was relatively bug free until you'd just come across a bear that was also a rock and it would make the annoying bear noise. Anyone that's played either of the Far Cry, uh, the, the latest two, um, uh, Prime or Four, uh, will know the annoying bear noise. They make a really weird grunt and when they're stuck in a rock, it's just a constant background grunt while you're trying to do something else and you can't kill it or do anything. It's yeah. just, uh, I just find bugs really, really frustrating. It, it is a shame but
0: it's also quite funny at the same time. I think uh, if the game is good enough, it's forgivable because it's just like, ah, that's quite funny that there's a bare rock but, you know I'm mean, enjoying the game everyone go and look for the bear the rocks yeah. <laughs> shall we move on to what are you currently playing Then um,
1: I have just uh, been playing a beautiful game that I've had on my two playlists for a while um, and that is a game called Never, Never Alone um, it's it's available on everything I think uh, yeah. Apple Google Play uh, uh, PS4 PS3 Xbox One Wii U it's available on everything. It's beautiful. If you haven't had a chance, please, please um, go and have a look at this game. Uh, if you're on Xbox and you've got an Xbox Live account, it was recently really cheap, which is why I bought it. But having played it, I would have happily paid full price. It's quite a short game. Um, yeah. And it's actually uh, a kind of really beautiful uh, narrative where it's um, native Alaskan uh, storytelling Ooh. uh meets a beautiful game. So quite it's a unique. kind of it is absolutely stunning. So the yeah. the artwork is based on um traditional um uh native kind of uh storytelling and and artwork that's come from that culture. Um and they've developed it in line with with storytellers um, from the culture. So it's it feels like a game I've never played before. It's got a sort of authenticity of an old world storybook. Um, and yet it's it's really satisfying gameplay. So it's it's quite straightforward. Um, it's just a kind of one direction platformer. You're, yeah. you're, you know, you're just sort of moving forward the whole time. And you get to play with a little girl who um, is trying to discover why there's a blizzard. So that's the basic setup. And it, it's kind of framed as if this is a classic tale from the culture. So a little girl trying to fig- figure out why there's a blizzard that's kind of destroying everything. And she's got a friend who's an Arctic fox, and they make their way through this beautiful, dreamlike, uh, snow covered landscape together. Um, and it's actually, it, it seems really straightforward, but I, there are certain points where you just die and die and die and <laughs> die because <laughs> you just have to get your timing right. Um, but you get to kind of interact with spirits, um, you get to, the fox does, does things for you. So it's kind of you cooperate between the two characters. You can also play it in a local player co op so I've been playing with my boyfriend um, and it's really nice because there's not a lot of games that you can play locally uh, cooperatively um, really anymore so we we really like that aspect and it is really it's beautiful it's calming um, weirdly for a game because a lot of games end up getting you sort of het up don't they but I found this (laughs) actually relaxing uh, and satisfyingly difficult in parts as well lovely
0: yeah And your score for the game?
1: Uh, I'd give that a 9 out of 10. I think it's absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful game. Sounds
0: good. I'll have to check that out.
1: Oh, and that's E-Line Media, uh, Upper One Games. Lovely. And won a BAFTA and everything. Beautiful. Wow.
0: (laughs) Dylan?
2: So I've just started playing a game called Wizard of Legend, which I backed on Kickstarter. It's by a two-person indie dev team called Contingent 99. And it's a procedurally generated 2D combat game. It's got some really lovely pixelated graphics and the story is that you're a wizard who wants to join like the upper echelons of the wizarding hierarchy. So they've gone through this um, annual tournament where you have to overcome various challenges, which are the procedurally generated game worlds followed by a boss character. And it's really good fun. And I do mean, I've only just started playing it. I started playing it today. It's, <laughs> yeah. on, it's on Steam beta early access. I don't know if that's just for the Kickstarter backers or if it's also open to anyone else yet. But uh, the website is wizardoflegend.com. So So we'll I suggest, a link
1: in the comments. Yeah, so yeah. I suggest <laughs> checking
2: that out because it does look really cool. And the gameplay is you've got uh, six buttons each mapped to spells, uh, some of which are movement spells, uh, which make you like... Teleport across the screen, or just dodge behind people. Other ones are basic attacks like sword swipes, and then you get things like screen-screen filling fireballs and dragons. Wow. Oh, lovely! Um, you get lots of different elemental arcana. So you've got like electricity, uh, earth magics, fire, water, mm-hmm. air. I haven't had a chance to play with them all, but it looks like great fun. There's a lot of unlockable things. You get money for defeating the various different enemy types. You can buy stuff in the different markets, mm. and it it looks like it's going to be um, a heavily replayable game.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, is it is it um quite old school graphics? Then you said. Yeah, it, it's it's pixelated, so yeah. it's like eight bit, sixteen bit style. Uh, S- strong bold be- colors, but um, yeah. it, it seems certainly to be fits coming the coming back theme. In, in like in
0: fashion a little bit, actually, because there's another game I'll, I'll speak about it another time, but um, that's also a similar kind of thing, pixelated. Sixteen bit, I think, because yeah.
1: we've gone through the whole eight bit resurgence, and it's kind of moving on to sixteen bit resurgence. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: the eight bit was only ever faux eight bit anyway. Yeah, it's it was an eight bit in name only.
0: Aesthetic,
2: yes. Mm. And how would you rate that
0: out of 10 so far, then?
2: So I I think it's a 7 at the moment, but it's early days. I think we should play it some more. And it's got a two-player mode, which uh, I think we should probably play once we finish this podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, we can probably speak about it on the next one and see what our opinions are of it but um, I think that will do us for today so thank you for checking us out Uh, if everyone everyone would like to say goodbye bye Bye. (laughs) Bye. hope you enjoyed the podcast (laughs) (laughs) we're going to enjoy some games have a good Easter Bye. Bye. bye bye